Thanks for listening to the Pro Video Podcast. Weekly insights into everything video. Here's the host, Blair Walker. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us again. On this week's episode, we've got Premier Bro. Sean Schools is Premier Bro. He's constantly finding great information and sharing it with the whole community about Premier and what's happening. He has a fantastic blog, and every week he has Premier Pro Week in Review. Anyway, we also talk about his Facebook group that he's been starting up. When you're looking for information about Premier, Premier Bro is a goldmine of valuable content. Anyway, let's go to that interview now with Sean Schools, Premier Bro. Hi Sean and welcome to the show mate, it's really awesome to have you along. Yeah, thanks for having me. It feels like so long ago that I reached out to you and said, hey, I'm going to do a podcast, will you be on? I think that was like maybe a year ago now. Yeah, yeah, at least not long after I started Premiere Bro, I think. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see you just explode on online and the brand Premiere Bro, stroke a genius with that name, man. Well, I guess explosion is quite subjective, uh, but I'm flattered. No, seriously, I've, overnight I thought suddenly I'm seeing Premiere Bro everywhere because Adobe were really good at sort of um, highlighting what you were doing as well through various social media platforms. Yep, yep. So what was the driving force? Uh, Premiere Bro is also Sean Schools. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Sean, what drove you to set up this brand and do the online work that you are doing? Well, it started mostly as a joke, really. Um, so it has some very organic roots. Um, long story short, I um, when I switched from Final Cut Pro 7 to... Uh, I think it was Adobe CS6 was my first uh, version of Premiere Pro that I started using. Um, I just, uh, the transition was so seamless. I loved the interface and I certainly loved its integration with the other Creative Cloud applications, you know, After After Effects namely. Um, I just found myself really enjoying the tool uh, so much so that uh, my coworkers uh, started labeling me as Premier Bro, and I searched Twitter, looked for the the handle, and it was available. So I snatched it up. Uh, the domain was available. I snatched that. Same with Facebook and some of the other uh, social media platforms. Um, fortunately, not Instagram. Have to use the underscore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just. Um, I enjoyed it so much. My my friends started calling me Premier Bro, and I just kind of embraced it. And the path just kind of revealed itself to me, as it were. And I just started posting and ran with it. That's awesome. For for a while, you had a really strong um, YouTube channel that you were doing um, weekly releases, and you've transitioned that to um, a weekly. Premiere Pro updates, which is the best way for listeners to keep up with what's happening out there with Premiere and editing. You have so many great links and resources each week with those. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Another reason why I do this is, selfishly, I I wanted, you know, I I would search the web for answers. I would try and keep up to date on what Adobe was doing and what was new in Premiere Pro. So essentially, I created something for myself 
and that, that weekly updates that you mentioned week in premiere um is is what it's called uh yeah that was just something that i looked for on the web didn't find anything that really satisfied what i was looking for and so i just started doing it myself hoping that there might be other editors out there premiere pro users that would like me benefit from that and and i know that i definitely have and what's the feedback being from others out and around the world to those resources yeah yeah uh, and actually just to jump back real quick i actually started the the week in premiere blog posts before doing the youtube um, at the time i was i was calling it uh a video blogcast or uh, sorry the video podcast and i was using adobe spark uh to try and you know do like an audio visual update of what had happened in the premiere pro user community that week and um I guess if anyone's listening, if that would be helpful to bring back, it's something I've been considering doing, kind of like a week in premiere vlog. Yeah. But um, as you know, and as anyone in this space does, time is, there's not a lot of it. So (laughs) if others out there feel passionately about it, it's something I'm considering bringing back. I'm just trying to figure out how to keep it short, uh, interesting, obviously, and valuable. Yeah, yeah. Just throwing out a random idea, spitballing. You've uh, set up a new social media group, and maybe it could be set up as a live video feed, and people could attend yeah. that and ask questions, and we could have like a weekly, you know, half an hour catch up. That would be awesome. I'm definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty shy person, obviously. As an editor, I enjoy being behind the camera. Um, so, uh, live video, I know is something I need to embrace and learn and start using. Um, I guess I'm still just dealing with some shyness. Um, But that's a great idea. Just definitely something I need to overcome. Yeah. uh, I think a lot of us who have been behind the the images um, feel at ease when we're um, creating and editing and grading and filming and lighting but then putting yourself in the camera in the spotlight is a real hard transition and i i've forced myself with this podcast and i'm going to do it as well with live video and i'm not looking forward to it but i'm just going to throw myself into it and what it is is what it is and let the community feedback so i really like to see you doing that too mate (laughs) maybe we need to hold each other accountable yeah and just for people listening we are Blair and I are doing a video Skype call. This is the first time seeing each other face to face, so we're uh, we're living it, man. <laughs> this is the first one, so we just got to make it a more regular thing, mate. <laughs> Honored. <laughs> yeah, I I really wanted to have you on the show as early as possible because I've just been in awe of what you're doing with the community. And even recently, with that Facebook group that you've set up, you're doing something different to what everyone else is doing, where you've got a really controlled um, experience where the the focus is on one aspect. So there's not lots of feeds of conversation and randomness. It is really focused to, hey, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at this. And one of those was the, um, the title tool in Premiere before the latest release of um, 2017, um, I think they're calling it a spring release, aren't they? 
There's will- so many names for it. <laughs> so basically, the um, NAB release of 2017 of yeah. Premiere. And we were having some really interesting discussions about the title tool um, prior to that release and how people were using the old one and how it needed such a big update. I was quite a vocal advocate of it needing to go. And and it's really interesting to see um, how engaged that community was in conversations we were having, eh? Yeah. Uh, I've, I'm not, I don't remember if you mentioned the name of the group, but I'll drop it now. Premier Pro Chat or P Pro Chat. I, side note, I don't like it when people call Premier Pro P Pro, but have to uh, use short characters on Twitter, you know, so it's Premier Pro Chat, uh, primarily a Facebook group. But yeah, you're, you're right. I was looking for, again, I was looking for something, couldn't find it, so I decided to create it. I was looking for a Facebook group that um, was a little more focused and essentially was just a book club for Premiere Pro is, is really what it came down to, something that was much more topical, much more focused. And all of this is not to knock any of the, any of the existing Facebook groups that are out there. They're incredible, much larger um, a lot of great experts are in those Facebook groups. But like, like you said, it can get very congested. Uh, you know, the, the levels of expertise and the questions that are being asked are kind of like all over the map. Um, so, yeah, it can, it can get very congested. And I think, unfortunately, the value of, of those conversations starts to go down. Um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to create something that was much more topical. And, of course, Facebook groups isn't built for this. So... It's very much a college try of, hey, how can I create more like a structured weekly chat on Facebook since, you know, obviously everyone's on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's a college run. It's a trial. Um, some of the reception, like you said, has been really great. And I'm just looking for ways to maintain and grow it, hopefully. No, it's 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 really good. I hadn't analyzed it enough to tie it to being like a book club, but it makes complete sense when you say what you're trying to achieve with that. And yeah. I've I've seen that it's taken just a little bit of moderating on your part to sort of get people on board with, you know, we're just sort of focusing on a particular topic. But it yep. is really refreshing to have quite a few days to sort of ponder something and it's one thought in this day and age of just bombardment of information and stimulus yeah yeah exactly and i think one of the next steps in growing it is you know finding someone else who enjoys the group who would like to take on maybe some of the moderating responsibilities and kind of keeping the conversation going throughout the week because yeah i admit that there are there are times where I'm just not able to get on Facebook as much as I would like to to keep that conversation going on the Facebook group. Yeah, um, definitely just put it out there and see who who is interested. I've, I've found that myself because I've got a Facebook group that I'm partnered with Adobe, which is the Adobe Pro Video User Group, and they've got one in New Zealand and they've got one in Australia. Um, I've been sort of pushing 
for a few years and maintaining the New Zealand one, but like you, um, trying lots of things online to support the community, your, your time runs thin and something has to go. <laughs> yeah, you're not from New Zealand, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ringing from Auckland, New Zealand. <laughs> Did you think I was Australian or something? No, no. I was just pulling, pulling your leg as far as the accent. Uh, I, I keep forgetting that I have an accent. <laughs> What's really funny, though, is when we email each other, I'm always like, oh, hey, bro. But um, you probably think that's because of your handle, Premier Bro. But in New Zealand, everyone calls each other bro. So that's how most of my emails start. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to get down there sometime. That sounds like my kind of place. Yeah, yeah. Australia and New Zealand, beautiful places to visit. So um, definitely have to see what's on the cards in the future and see if we can get you down here and connect with the community down here, which is really strong for Premiere and um, Adobe users. That's awesome. So, um, Sean, what's your day job? Good question. So I'm a full-time video editor for a creative digital agency in central New Jersey called JK Design. And they uh, they call themselves the B2B experts. So we do a lot of uh, in- internal communication videos, talking heads. And as anyone that works in the corporate video space, you know, there's some exciting corporate clients that really like to push the boundaries and the definition of a corporate video. So we have our opportunities to get really creative with some of our clients. But yeah, Central New Jersey, JK Design, video editor. Yeah, there's such a wealth of opportunities in corporate video that it's a completely different field than it was 10 years ago because... Uh, the level of production and the quality of what's being produced has to be higher to um, to show that you are producing a professional product and you know what you're on about. And it's it's quite an exciting field to try lots of different things as well and um, and grow as someone who's working in the professional video industry. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just add, you know, social media really changes the game for a lot of you know even though they're corporate they still need social media presence and that and i also love um corporate video you know it's just like regular video it just adds that business requirement to it that business challenge um so there are definitely days i look over the fence at you know creative indie filmmakers people that are making narrative stories etc um but corporate video is like that just with the call to action part yeah yeah definitely and it's interesting what you're saying about social media because with social media everybody's playing on the same field where you you're needing to connect and engage with an audience and you yeah i love that yeah and it's hard when people are flicking through a stream to, to get them to like stop and have a look mm-hmm. so um, you transitioned to Premiere and CS6 and I think well I know that was the same version that I did and that was around the time that Final Cut Pro X 
was released and for a lot of us who wanted to upgrade um premiere was just a natural choice because it um had a similar aesthetic to final cut pro 7 but was a big step especially when dealing with not having to transcode footage that was a massive one Mm -hmm. for us um now that it's Matured Final Cut Pro X is definitely a strong product, but I can see that you're still so passionate about what Premiere offers. So you still feel it's um, got everything you need and more compared to the other NLEs. Yes, yeah, definitely. And you just you can't beat Adobe's speed at releasing new features and you know when I say that of course someone listening is going to be like well it's buggy it's unstable etc and you know it's a technology what did you what do you really expect um, I just think for for the cost of, of a monthly cloud-based subscription, the speed at which Adobe is putting creative tools in the hands of, you know, video creators is just unmatched by any of the other companies. And, uh, you know, that's really valuable to, to someone like me yeah. at, at my day job specifically. Yeah. Yeah. What well, are you working with other um, editors currently at JK? Right now it's just me. I'm the only video editor, uh, but I work alongside a motion team um, as well as a, a 3D artist. Um, and then we have, of course, people that we contract with. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the only video editor. In, in that role, are you finding that the new updates for 2017 with the um, essential graphics panel um, from After Effects are the motion team experimenting with some things, pushing those through to you to utilize in Premiere at the moment? Not at this exact moment, other than a few kind of like trial things. Um, I'll say uh, that I'm using the Essential Graphics panel to create temp graphics in my edits that mm-hmm. go to the motion team. And, you know, the speed... I, I just, I love how the panel is set up. I love that I can type directly on the program monitor now. I, I love how I can duplicate these graphic clips in the timeline and it doesn't, you know, create duplicates in the project thing. I, I love that these are just instances in the timeline. So I'm able to work very quickly uh, creating these temp graphics for, you know, whoever it is, the client, the producer, motion team, whatever. Um, so all that said, I, I have the benefit of having a motion team that provides me with most of my motion graphics and texts. And, um, cause I'll be honest, I'm a terrible, terrible when it comes to text and graphic design and all of this absolutely horrible. Um, so I have the benefit of having a whole team that has my back on that and they do an awesome job. But as far as implementing the motion graphics templates, that's still, uh, from a company perspective, something that we still have to implement. Uh, my own personal uses, though, yes, I'm, I'm using the motion graphics templates, albeit simplistically, and that's only because of my own limitation of motion graphics and graphic design. Sweet. 
um, have you found it um, harder to manage the graphics with not having them present in the bin? Because with this new um, title and essential graphics, it's just um, in the timeline. Or have you found it right. easier to not have to worry about the, um, them being in the bin as well with the footage and audio and other elements? I, I haven't at this point. And like I said, I'm actually finding it a benefit that it's not creating graphic clips in the project panel. But that said, I know that if you just click and drag a graphic clip into the bin or what is it, the option under the graphic menu to create uh, a master graphic clip. Yeah. You know, that's, um, that, that works for me. I haven't had a job that, uh, kind of breaks that it's, it's not been a deal breaker for me yet. Sweet. How much, um, audio work are you doing in premiere? For, for audio, I'm not doing much in premiere other than the editing of it. I usually jump into Adobe audition and again, I have to confess that audio is, <laughs> yeah, I'm an editor. Uh, yeah, I, do audio work as many other editors do as you know this the time that we live in is much more is just kind of expected from video editors video creators whatever you want to call us um but that said i'm usually jumping into audition and you know doing my mix cleaning up the audio levels eq and all this and then mm-hmm. sending it back to premiere but so i nice have to a have strong <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's really good um again audio isn't really my thing it's not very strong so actually the way i'm still round tripping with audition is uh, i'm exporting uh wave files that i want to work with and then bringing them into audition setting up my you know, my my mix and whatnot i'm not i haven't really had a need to have that like live dynamic connection with premiere like i'm not looking at my edit while i'm doing my mix and that's just that's just the content that i'm working with it just it doesn't it's overkill yeah for for the stuff i'm creating yeah well um my day job um i work in advertising and lucky enough to not have to I, i do the same thing where i edit the audio but i just i'm still exporting um OMFs and <laughs> AAFs and things like that and sending it off to the audio suite. So, yeah. Which is a nice luxury to have to be able to just focus more um, on your discipline of choice. Right. I do wish I had that, like a, a dedicated audio engineer. That would be pretty awesome. But yeah. I have this strong suspicion your next question might have something to do with the essential sound. Sound. <laughs> <laughs> Am I that transparent with where I'm leading, Sean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would think that would be like an obvious choice for someone like me who's just kind of bouncing, you know, a couple wave files, putting them in audition and then exporting them back. And, uh, yeah, I haven't, I, I feel like my use as far as like paid jobs with the essential sound panel is still kind of surface level. And that's mostly because, I, I love the premise of the essential sound panel that it's uh, just like the Lumetri color panel did for color where it kind of presented yeah. this simplified top to bottom color workflow for 
for editors that needed either A, a quick solution, or B, they they don't really know color, color correction, color grading. And so it was something that was very intuitive and easy to follow. So applying that to the Essential Sound panel, again, love the premise. I, it, I love how Adobe uh, provides tools that are simplistic, but it's not... Um, it's, they're, they're not any less quality kind of like you were saying just a moment ago that video creators are expected to produce high quality work faster so we need tools that don't slow us down yeah and i think um i think the essential sound panel does that i just haven't dug into it um on any like real paid work obviously i've dug into it uh for, for my own learning and of course blogging and writing about it etc yeah. um touching on that what you're saying is spot on these tools are set up to speed up where you need it so if you've got the speed and the muscle memory in audition which has got a lot more ability and control then that's an obvious choice for you mm-hmm. the one differentiator between the Lumetri color panel and the Essential Sound panel is the tools in the Lumetri color panel kind of, they are the color tools themselves, whereas the Essential Sound panel is kind of this interface on top of the actual audio effects. And someone like me and someone like you, someone who has some experience, they kind of immediately just want to get to the the actual effect. Yeah. So that's, that's also kind of been, I've been a little resistant to just kind of like going with the essential sound panel in premiere, uh, for all my work is I move a couple of sliders, kind of see what it does. You know, it's cool, but I'm very quickly, I'm wanting to jump to the actual effect that the, the sliders controlling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that control is, is something that those of us that um, are digging deeper and want to see what's available and get the best out of it and know exactly what's happening there. So I can understand where you're coming from with that. Touching on Lumetri, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I I loved when it um, was available in Premiere because it meant that I could get all of the people in my agency um, who are creating video or touching video to be able to grade video, not not to um, be a colorist, but to apply a look to fix up, to no matter the timeline and the budget, it was all achievable. At the same time, um, I do miss the the deeper um, controls that you used to be able to have with speed grade, and since that center speed grade has sort of been broken, I, I'm not doing that. But I, I have been looking at DaVinci with real interest, especially after NAV. And it's growing strong as a as a tool with um, adding all of their audio functions and their editing functions as well. Has 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 the dark side <laughs> been intriguing you at all to have a little little peek behind the curtain? And from a professional standpoint I would be it's limiting myself to not stay up to date on other NLEs you know, on the market. Uh, unfortunately, I, I would like to spend more time doing that. Again, this is from a, a professional, my own professional 
uh, standpoint, but oftentimes I, I don't have the time to, you know, do my day job, the blog and, you know, I, I have to stay focused on, on premiere pro and I enjoy doing that. So, um, that's a Da Vinci. I, I, I remember, you know, glancing at a couple of summary posts, uh, on the release from NAB. Um, it was intrigued at a couple of things, but largely I don't, I don't have a ton of experience with color or editing in resolve. Yeah, I think um, editing's still got a long way to go, um, and of course, colors very strong in Resolve. Um, I've, I've, I'm constantly reevaluating all the different um, platforms, looking to the future. Sort of always tend to have an eye out for like where we might be in a few years' time, and I have to say that um, you're doing pretty well sticking with Premiere. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's such a good app. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I've, um. I've got nothing but um, benefits that come into our workflows using Premiere, and we're really strong After Effects and Cinema 4D shop. And so interesting that everything's so tied together now, where um, all these different applications used to be isolated and doing their own thing um, without any connection. Now it's all like this nice web of security in our workflows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. So, Sean, um, the blog, it's. Definite must to check out and put it on your favorites and put it into your Feedly, your RSS feeder and um, join the Facebook group. Um, but I'm just really interested. Uh, how are you curating all this stuff? There must be such a massive amount of content that you're, cur- uh, that you're seeing to be able to curate it and share it with the, with the world. Yeah, it's a, it's a process, one that begins early in the morning uh, not too long ago, maybe like three, four months ago, I was actually waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning to, you know, start looking at, you know, what's fresh, what's new, what are other Premiere Pro users saying, etc. Um, since that time, uh, JK Design agreed to sponsor me uh, with, you know, a certain number of hours a week. So that, that saves my mornings a little bit these days, but it's still, I'm getting up early and, um, I'm looking at all the social media platforms primarily to just kind of see if the, you know, what's the pulse, what are people talking about? And primarily if, if you go on the blog, you'll see most of it is tutorials. Um, but I'm looking to expand into featuring work that's been done in Premiere Pro uh, for interviews with Premiere Pro users. Um, so if, if you go on my About page on the website, you'll see that one of the comparisons I make, I, com- I compare Premiere Pro to a motionographer, you know, a site I'm sure everybody recognizes if if you're into, you know, motion graphics or animation. So I'm positioning Premiere Pro to be that for Premiere Pro users, a place where it's like, check it every morning. You can kind of get a bird's eye view of, you know, what's buzzing as far as Premiere Pro is concerned. That's awesome. Um, 
my next question was, what's the plan for Premier, bro? And you've already given it. So thank you very much for answering the next question too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, a big part of Premier, bro, is just, you know, maintain and sustain, you know, in a world where people have ideas, you know, that come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have noticed, and I would encourage anyone listening, you know, if you're if you're trying to do something on social media, if you're trying to start a, a podcast, for example, um, there's just there comes a point where like the growth becomes exponential. And again, I have to put this in perspective. I don't really consider what I've done to be, yeah, uh, it's it's I've, I have a long way to go is is what I'm saying. But I have noticed that growth and however you define that, whether it's number of followers, number of comments, who knows you, whatever it is, um, there's a point where if you stick at it, that growth does become exponential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take those words to heart. Um, I've, I've only just started. You're definitely a lot further down the road than me, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think also too, it's... You, you have to be passionate about venturing into something and it's a burning desire to do it um, because I, you know, I'm not looking for a reward out of this except for having these conversations and connecting with uh, a global network of talent, which is, you know, this is exactly what I wanted to happen for me is to sit down and have a conversation with you and get to know you personally. So. That's that's cool. <laughs> I love it. Whenever I meet you know someone in this this space, this video space, who also has that entrepreneurial streak, it's it's, it's exciting and encouraging at the same time. Yeah, I think um, those of us who have got our eyes open can see um, that connecting just has so many other benefits of um, being exposed to things that just normally wouldn't happen. And you don't know what that is. And it's just opening yourself up to the world to allow it to happen. Yeah. And now it's time for the Pro Video Packs. So, Sean, I'm going to ask you what your pick of the week is. That could be anything that helps you in your daily process. It could be an application, a device, website, plugin, script, template, training, resource, whatever you use in your creative or professional work. So my pick of the week slash pick of the year pick of my life is adobe premiere pro and this is an application a video editing application that helps me uh, with my day job as video editor at jk design to cut together video and tell my stories Uh, and also with the support and integration with the rest of adobe's creative cloud applications uh, social media. I'm a social media fiend. I love Twitter. I love Facebook, Instagram, and you know these are resources for me to network with other Premiere Pro users, as well as curate Premiere Pro content that ends up on my on my blog and uh, Squarespace, which is the the host for my blog. I've I've done a little bit of WordPress, not much. Uh, I used to be on Weebly, and for those that remember Premiere Bro from way back when, when I was on Weebly, uh, the site was much more purple than it is right now. Um, I do. So I remember just, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that was... Yeah, everyone has their their teenage years, I suppose, and yeah, that was definitely Premiere Bro's adolescent phase not very proud of that but 
Squarespace has definitely helped up, up my game. And, you know, disclaimer, they're not sponsoring me. I kind of wish they would. But if, any, if anyone out there is wanting to start a blog or website, definitely check Squarespace out. Awesome. Yeah, I've used WordPress and Squarespace. And it, it has what you need and uh, helps build a really nice aesthetic quite easily and add all the features whether it's a shop or a um, you know feed or whatever um, it's intuitive yeah. yeah exactly keeping in mind I'm a video editor not a not a web person so you get the nail right on the head a lot of people listening to the show um, might have a little bit of interest in doing web stuff and I, I personally feel like you um, maybe focusing on what your main area is, whether that's motion design, editing, color grading, and not building websites. You know, um, I think it's hard when you're creative and you got a little bit of knowledge. It can be dangerous. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, who do you follow, Sean, online, and where can we find them? So I do this annual post uh, called the Premiere Pro Resource Guide and. I think I posted this year's link back in February, the 2017 Premiere Pro User Resource Guide. And in it, I list, you know, dozens of Premiere Pro users that primarily have YouTube channels. Uh, that's that's a primarily where I curate a lot of my content from is from YouTube. Yeah. Um, so those are the people that I follow and that, you know, also inspire me. Uh, that post also has, you know, some blogs, um, and at the very bottom there are, there are a couple paid resources, but I would recommend checking out that post to get a full list of the people I follow. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm also wondering, do you have a video that has inspired you that you'd share with the listeners? This is a good question, an interesting question, given that this is a podcast. So <laughs> trying to describe something visual here. And um, yeah, any Premiere Pro tutorial that uh, conveys information that's valuable and conveys it efficiently is uh, interesting to me. I know that sounds kind of dorky, but just the ability to communicate clearly in a way that's interesting and succinct and valuable, I think I think that's really cool. Um, on the more like creative narrative side, there's this one commercial that has always inspired me. It's for the Sony 4K Ultra TV. I don't, you know, bummer. I don't remember the the product name, but if you Google Sony 4K TV. I think you can find it pretty easily, but it's just some awesome, awesome visuals. And it's just one of those things I, I'm sure everybody can relate when, when as video editors, when we see something visual, it, it just sparks in us that reminder of like, why, why am I doing this to, to create beautiful images and yeah. uh, tell good stories. So when I see that, it's just, wow, I wish I could have edited something like that. Yeah, hopefully one day I will. That's the best work, the ones that you you look at and go, damn, I wish I did that. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll have that link and all the other links on the this episode. 
um, through ever whatever podcatcher you're listening to, iTunes or Overcast or what else, whatever. But we'll also have that on our website for worldpodcast.com. Um, every show has all the links. So make it really nice and easy for all you listeners to check out that commercial and everything else that Sean's been talking about today. Sweet. I'll also drop one one other thing. I'm a big Wes Anderson fan, mm. so any of his films definitely remind me of you know, why I enjoy being a video creator. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, stunning stunning filmmaker. It's um always always a masterclass lesson when you're watching a Wes Anderson. Yep. It's um if you want to see why someone should break rules, you know, the rule of thirds should definitely be broken occasionally, and he does it with style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and where can the listeners find you, Sean, online? Primarily premierbro.com. That's my, my blog. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. I guess that's my social media platform of choice. So at premierbro. Uh, on Facebook, same thing, facebook.com forward slash Premier Bro. Got that dumb little underscore on my Instagram handle, Premier underscore Bro. Um, yeah. I think you my, uh, my my email contact and all that stuff is also on the website. So Yeah. Well, in this day and age, I think you've done really well to get the handles you did. They They, they go really fast now. Yeah, I mean, again, that's I was super surprised when I looked at them and they were available. I've, I've already said it, but it was just the calling became clear. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I've been hanging out to chat with you and get to know you more. So I'm, I'm really, really stoked to have had this conversation today, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on and... Best of luck to you and this this podcast. I'm sure it's going to be a a huge resource to not just video people, but like you mentioned, people interested in web and just the whole digital thing. Yeah, and we've got um, you know a dozen sort of episodes, but definitely trying to capture the whole landscape of professional video. So trying to get more directors and DOPs and producers and you know gaffers and um audio just try and there's such a wealth of talent that goes into making great video professional content that um there's no no shortage of people to sort of have on the show and to um dig into their careers and knowledge yeah agreed and it is funny how all these things you know of course critical to have specialists but it is cool how technology there's this general convergence yeah of these disciplines but uh just between the two of us we know video is at the center of that no offense <laughs> to anyone else but <laughs> we're, we're in the right field yeah yeah it's um as far as the internet goes that's for sure it's dominating yeah. the um the interwebs mm-hmm. awesome well um thanks again and you have a great week sean Thanks, and thanks to everyone who made it this far. I really appreciate it. Okay, here's the part where I ask you to do me a favor. Hit subscribe in your podcatcher of choice. Follow us on the Facebook page and join the Facebook group. Do those things, I'd be really stoked. Also, check out some of the other great content from worldpodcast.com and absolute must is the social media strategy podcast. I've been learning so much from listening to this show. I think you'll find it's full of great info for you as well. Again, thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Cheers. Bye.